Yeah, I got AI. G4, I got Bayonetta. AI you guys hear that shit? Bayonetta's crazy, man. Yo, it's what? Don't say anything, because as always, Pasquale hasn't heard anything. Doesn't know what's going on. So we're gonna we're gonna use him as like a social barometer. Yeah, it was so funny though. Anyway, I'm not gonna. It was just like quite the pendulum. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? (laughs) I was hard on one team, and then like 12 hours passed, and I'm like, yo, that person. (laughs) Yep. Women, am I right? Hey everybody, welcome to the Let's Get Gaming Podcast, episode 77. That's right, the boys are back in town. I am your host, Patrick Dennehy, and this is your number one spot for all video game news reviews and, you know, probably interviews at some point in time in some universe, but I'm not alone. Join with me this week and pretty much every week, we got Chris Montpetit. Then Lizzie was the band that sang The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah. All right, thank you. I want everyone to give me... A boys that are back in town uh, fact or trivia tidbit for their introduction. Chris, you've uh, delivered. Uh, Pasquale, I see the panic in your eyes. So, uh, <laughs> we also have Stefano Fontana. There's a much better song called The Boys in the Bright White Sports Car by Canadian Band Trooper. Oh, I very nice. Over the boys are back in town. Wow, okay. Uh, d- engage with that a little bit as Pasquale looks up uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> And we'll, 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 it was a really great it was a really great song no. it was also used in the commercial mm. for i think tim hortons in like the early 2000s mm. yeah and it was like there they go the boys in the bright wait pasquale hurry up before i get copyright straight come on get something <laughs> and last but certainly not least pasquale galuzzo you know it's another great song it's mm. called just it's boys by the beatles okay yeah, well, I, I asked, boys, yeah, what? I don't know why you got to bring that up unprovoked. But hey, listen, listen, <laughs> you know, I asked for a specific trivia on a specific song, and neither of you delivered on it. So it's going to set set the tone for the rest of the episode. I'm sure you know what? it came out in 1976. How about that? Oh, oh, what else you got? Keep going. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's the all. whole Wikipedia article on that uh, on that know, specific actually, song. Huh? I didn't actually open the Wikipedia. I just did the drop down. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to Let's Get Gaming Podcast. Look, okay, as is tradition, we have, there's weird news to talk about this week, which is my favorite kind of news. Mm-hmm. Um, however, over the course of the, the last week, I was raised a question, two Uh-oh. specific questions, actually, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about them. So they have nothing to do with video games, but I mean, like, who cares at this actually. point? Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask the panel yeah. these two questions. And I want an honest, thought-out answer from everyone. Sure. All right. Now, would you, would you like the absurd question or the thought-provoking question first? Thought-provoking. Absurd first. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Pasquale, what did you say? I said thought-provoking. Stefano? I said absurd. Chris? Thought-provoking. Okay. Here's, here's your thought-provoking question. If a mind reader... And someone who could see the future were to play a game of chess, who would win? Hmm. I want you to think about this because hmm. I have yet to been able to arrive at a definitive answer. They would be in a stalemate because well, why? 
the mind reader, sorry, okay, the the uh, fortune teller hmm. would see what's coming, but right. the mind reader would then see read his mind of seeing the future, right. which would then influence his choices, which would then influence the future. So the mind reader or the fortune teller is now changing their mind because the future is now being changed because the other okay, it's a see, loop. It's a I, loop. I like I like the direction you're going and I have a response to that but I, I want to hear what the other boys think about this so here's the thing it depends mm. how you view time travel and okay future, yes right? yes so now, oh, okay. now do you view time travel in the future as a fixed reality mm. because the, just because someone sees the future does not mean that they can change it so maybe right. the, the fact is he could always could see the future. This person could always read his mind, and this and whoever was going to win was always going to win. And there's nothing they could do to change that. A predetermined future, regardless of either of their abilities to either you know see the future or read each other's thoughts. Mm-hmm. That that victory or defeat is already etched in like the the annals of history, and there's in, nothing in that fact, can change it one way or another. And the fact that they that they can both do these things is the reason why the victory occurs. Oh, interesting. Okay. Chris, how do you feel about this? So I look at it as the Scott Pilgrim defense and that <laughs> okay. you can Every good defense. you can uh, you can have the guy who's who can see into the future. He can see the moves that are going to be done, right? But we right. also we all make our own future. We make our own destiny. But in Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. uh, when he's fighting Todd, uh, evil X number three, he thinks mm, of course, very yes. hard about pouring the half and half in one cup, but he actually puts it in the other cup and and thinks about it really hard in his mind eye. So you could potentially fake out the mind reader. Mm. If, oh, so you're assuming that both of these people know about the other's abilities. Uh, I think I think you could. Well, the person who can oh. see the future can definitely know the definitely knows the other yeah, person's ability, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how so? But wouldn't the mind reader know his ability? Because if he's like, if the the fortune teller is like, I can see into the future, and the mind reader is oh, no, his mind. Uh, Obviously, the person who can read minds is probably aware of that, but how would the other person know that they could read minds? I'm assuming they're going by anime rules, and they've just announced that they're doing this as they're <laughs> oh, doing it. Oh, they've announced it at length. <laughs> yes, okay, that's fair, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll allow that, yeah. You will never beat me, I can read your mind. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I was kind of going with Stefano, where I'm like, okay, like let's assume that, assume that there is a fixed point in time, and like whatever is going to happen is going to happen no matter what then it doesn't really matter, right? But if you, you know, if you buy into the whole hippie bullshit of the multiverse theory where everything's <laughs> happening all at once, then, like, both of them are simultaneously the winner and the loser. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, Interesting. cool. Interesting. So we've all kind of arrived at different points there, um, which brings me to the absurd question. We also never answered the question about who would win. We just gave reasons why but, someone would win. But here's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on. No, Stefano's right. There's other, there's other factors you have to look into as well, because it, how far into the future are we looking? Are we looking seconds, minutes, t- uh, hours, t- uh, days? Uh, how long is a traditional game of chess take? Uh, depends depends on the player, because it can last three. one move and it can last three. So... Well, Here's if we're doing favorite, anime right? rules, it'll last about half a season. Yeah, it's true, but that's <laughs> not until he powers Here's up and uses his, his special uh, his castling special ability. ability. Mm. If, I, if, I could, if I could read the future, I would go way before even showing up to know, to get my game plan. Like, oh, this person's going to win? Okay, like, how can I fix that? And I would, like, make my game plan? Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd like, cut the their future. breaks, like, the day before. <laughs> I wouldn't read the future actively, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't sit there at, at the table, like, hmm, what's going to happen next? Or you that just bring a fucking gun and shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but the, mind, the mind reader would know that, you, you know, you're, you were doing this or had planned to do this. 
Well, a mind reader can only know your active thoughts. They can't dig deep and know any thought you've ever had. Unless you think about it while you're sitting there. I mean, it depends. Yeah, why would you? It depends if you shoved anal beads into your butt and uh, <laughs> have a, a, a computer telling you which position to be uh, putting it in. I think that's I a think very person... deep reference that I don't think a lot of people are going to get. So to explain, Pasquale one day showed up to the podcast. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. We're going to play a game of chess. So there's there's a big, like chess drama going on right now um with never thought i'd hear that sentence said out loud with, um, a big chess drama. Hans, hans neiman and uh magnus carlson and mm, chess, the like, magnus German. carlson yeah mm. so like show some respect but yes so um so there's a theory that is it is it hans neiman the is the one that um they're claiming has cheated yeah yeah it yeah. was not the carl magnuson yeah so <sighs> magnus carlson was playing against han neiman who's like ranked like kind of lower in the thing and and magnus carlson's like a high ranking uh grand master at chess yeah and, and dude's a robot yes and they were like looking to like this this Hans Neiman guy was supposed to get steamrolled. Basically, everyone was expecting it, but somehow he beat, um, he beat uh, Magnus, Magnus Carlson, and everyone's like like impossible. So they they play like another game, and um, Hans made like one move, and um, Magnus like just flat out forfeited the game and left, saying like this guy's cheating um because that's right yeah, something weird happened right yeah he said yeah. like there's no way that like he would have known how to do that specific move to counter like whatever play he was i don't know it's 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 like a mm. weird thing but so one of the things that hans said that he was stripped down naked to prove that he's not cheating <laughs> and a theory that was brought up by twitch and reddit is that it's because he has <laughs> anal beads of course yes he has anal beads shoved into his butthole with a <laughs> with a raspberry pie basically telling him which <laughs> which move to make on the chessboard by vibrations of the specific beads. Oh so so okay. Does it say specifically in the chess rule book that you're not allowed to insert electronic anal beads into yourself to feed you? I you're not allowed to cheat so. because I don't think it, I don't think it does. It it says that you're not allowed to cheat. So no mm, cheat. I don't know, man. In any way, shape, or form. Sounds like he found a loophole. He found a hole for sure. Oh, yeah. A loophole for the poop hole. Well, I'm bringing it back to the original conversation. You need to choose mind reader or future seer. Future seer wins. Yeah, I agree with mm. Stefano. Yeah, I'm torn. They're, they're. I think they're evenly matched. I'm all out of you have to you have to pick one. I'm not going to let you be like Sweden in this situation. <laughs> you need to, you need to tell me right now who do you think will win in a hypothetical chess match between a psychic and a man from the future? I think. Well, he's not from the, the mind future. reader. Do, do you think the mind reader? I think so. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. All right. But okay, I I, res I don't respect your decision. All right. All right. Here's the absurd question. There's okay. I, I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> how got many somehow, so. in a in a genuine fight? Mm -hmm. How many ten year olds of standard build do you think you could take out? What is what Hello. is your your maximum number? All at once or one at a time? The, 
the the ten year olds are in a group and they will attack you all at once. Do I have a bat? You have no weapons, but neither do they. <laughs> can we use the one child as a weapon? <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, counts. So, yeah, a ten year old. I would have to. I mean, I don't. It's been a while since I was a child, and I don't have any around me, so I, I can't tell you how much the average ten year old weighs. I would guess like eighty pounds, eighty to hundred. I guess. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll say we'll say we'll say we'll split heavier, the difference, yeah. and we'll do like ninety. Sure. We'll say a ninety pound child. That that's what you're fighting. With the average intelligence of a of a traditional ten year old child, not like one from See, the future. So are we talking about how many we can fight total, or are we talking about how many at one at time once. can we fight? How many how many ten year old human children can you reasonably take out before they get you? What is your limit? Twenty two. These children these children are coming 20? to take you out and they will attack at once. Twenty two. These kids fight dirty. Twenty two? They'll go straight for the nuts. They, how, they how, you, how did you arrive at twenty two? Um the fact that I'm probably gonna we'll eventually get tired. Get tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll so, so, so you don't think you'll be overwhelmed at all. You you think it's a stamina issue that's gonna that's gonna stop you. I think that I could punch a ten year old so hard that I would break his skull. Um, yeah, I gotta I gotta be honest. But, you, you take out one of them with one punch, they're just gonna scatter a little. But bit. they're not gonna. That's these are determined ten year olds. That's when we get like the um, uh, World War Z uh, like zombies that start mm. hoarding you and and they just start. You know, climbing on top of each other. Yeah, that's that's when it's yeah twenty two. I think I could. But those those are adult zombies. I think you have to be realistic. Like they're not going to just like jump on you. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna if they're trying to take you out, they're gonna like try and punch you and hit you. Yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna send a couple of them like to the front just to distract you, and they're gonna swarm around, dude. They're like they're yeah. gonna be like bees. I think I get. I I was gonna say like eleven or twelve. Yeah, was that was like, that was my like reasonable conservative guess of how many ten, children I could beat up at a time. Ten to well, to 15. be honest, you realize if I got like, if I get like ten of them down, I got a good barrier around me. It's going to be harder to get to me. More yeah. time for me to take. That's it true. I am going to use Pasquale's. I am going to use Pasquale's suggestion, and I will use one as a weapon. Yeah, so. grab him by the ankle, swimming, swinging him around until. It's a dominance right. display yeah. above anything else, right? The rest, the rest get the message. Like, listen, you I find like the goals. biggest, toughest ten-year-old on that playground, and you just knock him the hell out, and then you use his unconscious corpse <laughs> as a battering ram and as a threat display to the younger alphas. Yeah, they'll get the message. Yeah. Now I've wrestled with my <laughs> nephews who are like four and three. Hmm. I've never felt a kid punch so hard in my entire life. So like that that does worry me about getting getting hit by someone who's at least double the age. Um because they, yeah. well at that age they don't really understand the restraint thing. So I think yeah, they, like, they don't yeah, have an gonna, inhibitor put in, right? Like yeah. that's just pure kid strength. Yeah. They're not well, gonna go by it, by like Spider Man. The kid also here. doesn't understand like the the potential pain in hitting something that hard. Oh, they'll figure it out real quick. I'll tell you yeah. that. Much. Yeah. Stefano, how many children do you think you beat up at once? <laughs> now, add into that equation that Leo is a part of that group. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. I was going to say, if anything, he has dad strength now, right? Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it dip, how many? So, what's the total amount? Like, is there a limit? Like, like you could take like, out a thousand of them. Be, be my guest. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are. They are all determined to take you out, and they are. They will attack at once. <laughs> Question. Yes. Do they have to be down all simultaneously, or like if one gets down, like no, you don't. Get, have to, like, you don't have to fabricate some like Rube Goldberg machine that knocks out like an X amount of children all at once. Obviously, you you know you could you could take them out one at a time. That's just yeah, like you know, he's, if they he's come just saying they start he's saying this again. is a wave battle. You just got to take them out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you see. If, you see, like, I one of those around. kung fu movies where they're, like, circling you, but they only send one or two people in at a time? It's not yeah, that. Yeah. They all go in at once. Okay. Yeah, like... And I can, like, move around, right? Like, I don't have to just, like... This this could take place on any hypothetical arena that you want to imagine, as long as it's, like, a barren wasteland like southern Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, yeah, 22, 25. Is you think you oh. could take out 25 think, 10-year-olds? No. Oh, yeah, a classroom. If- if it was like five year olds, I'd say okay. <laughs> 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 Your average American classroom. Maybe we shouldn't be saying these words he, in, in this specific walk, order. He's gonna walk into a fifth grade class one day and just be like, "All right, bring it." <laughs> if they're not expecting it, they will I'm destroy. Easily, I'm taking they five will of them. Yeah, hold on. Do do I get the drop on these children, or are they aware? <laughs> like, right? Like. Am I just walking and picking a fight? Because then I'm in the chair. <laughs> Can it take place in the classroom? Because no, you, you do chair? not have any accessories, but neither do they. Can he yeah. tag the teacher? 25. I like that <laughs> Stefano is like just yeah, more than Chris. I can I take it more than Chris. <laughs> well, no, I, I said 22. I said 20. You said 25. You said 22 to 25, which means you really believe 24, 23. <laughs> no, I, I think it depends how fast I get tired. It, it, it's the pace. You know what I mean? How long do, do the first few take me? All right, we need to we need to put this into practice. Let's get a Patreon going. We'll get like 20, 30 kids. <laughs> Who's according to, to fight? No, right, well, and Chris together. So we're over. considering we're it's a, according to She-Hulk episode, uh, I believe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. It takes Daredevil fifteen seconds to take out I a goon. So, <laughs> so if it takes Daredevil fifteen seconds to take down a full-grown adult human male. I'd have to assume that it would probably take us 20 seconds to take down a child. No given way. Given our current <laughs> physical state. No way. What do you mean? He's half the size takes, and we're double the size. It takes one solid punch to drop a, a 10-year-old. They're, they're yeah. nimble. <laughs> All right. Pasquale, what's, what's your approximation? Like 10 to 15. So you're in line with me. Yeah, I don't think... I think they would swarm you too fast. Yeah. Have you seen a 10 year old? They're not fast. No, you'll focus on like the She's first couple. Them. They're going to jump you from worried. behind. I'm not worried about the speed. I'm worried about like the energy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, you'll sugar. be tired after like five minutes. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they're good for two sticks. hours. Kids today yeah. are just like doing straight LSD. I mean, to be fair, probably Steph and I are probably the most like physically active out, out of the four. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I would argue I'm probably, I'm probably one of the most Chris active. is only calling some of us fat now. <laughs> I think that's worse. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was going to be body shamed on, on, you know, on, the, on the podcast, so that's fine. I'm just returning the favor that I got uh, 22 episodes ago. Uh, he remembers the specific episode. What happened 22 episodes ago? He said that apparently body shamed all yeah, of us. He said we're all and fat. not just some of us. I'll have you know that I've been working out oh, yeah. very hard this last month. <laughs> yeah, how dare you, Chris? All right, well, well, now that I've uh, officially become self-conscious of who I am as a person, why don't we, uh, 
talk about some video game fairness, related stuff. Fairness, I'm definitely sure. more active than a few of my friends that are way skinnier than me. They just are skinny. They have good metabolism. Yeah. It's not my, it's not, it's doesn't not my fault. That doesn't make me feel better at all. Yeah. Okay. You tell me there are lazier people that are in better shape than me. Yeah, that, I if anything, that makes it worse. Skinny. I said skinnier, not better. Oh, it's just made different. Yeah, let me let me give you a shovel to help dig this hole that you're uh, you barreling down. On. Yeah, exactly. All right, hey, let's talk about some video game stuff. Boom Stinger. All right. Gentlemen, it's time to talk about what what has to be the biggest news story to break within the last week, week and a half. Yeah. Okay. If you have been on the internet, which is everyone except somehow Pasquale, (laughs) you have been made aware of the, I don't don't really know what to call it, the uh, uh, issues uh, surrounding Con- Bayonetta 3. Controversy? Controversy? I, I think controversy is a fair word for it, yeah. The controversy surrounding Bayonetta 3, uh, the vo- the former voice actors, and the studio itself. So, this is a wild story. And I'm kind of happy that we're talking about it now because a lot has developed since this initially broke yeah. a couple days ago. Um, and I personally, I have never... I, I almost broke my neck doing a double take on this one <laughs> now pasquale you haven't pasquale somehow you haven't heard anything about this like very very little all right so you're gonna be our our, our morality barometer mm. okay we're gonna we're gonna read through this the story as it happened okay step by step and then you'll you'll tell us how you're feeling about it okay how about that okay okay so A pay dispute between the creator of a critically acclaimed video game series and its star voice actor reignited a long, simmering debate over wages in the industry. As is often the case in these sorts of disagreements, the details surrounding negotiations and casting for the upcoming game Bayonetta 3, which is coming out in like a week, like it's out next week, I'm pretty sure, uh, are more complicated than what has been portrayed publicly. So this is how everything started. Uh, The feud spilled out into the open over this last weekend when Helena Taylor, the star of the first two Bayonetta games, said that she would not be appearing in the next iteration of the franchise, which is set to be released on the Nintendo Switch October 28th. So just over a week or at the time that this podcast is out literally next week. Uh, She posted a series of videos Saturday on Twitter accusing Nintendo and the game developer Platinum Games of offering her a total of $4,000 to reprise her role. Mm-hmm. She said that she rejected this lowball offer mm-hmm. and asked fans to refrain from buying the game. She said, and this is a direct quote, if you're someone who cares about people, who cares about the world around you, who cares about who gets hurt with these financial decisions, then I urge you to boycott this game. A Taylor said in one of the videos that she uploaded on Twitter. Well, this these uh, series of videos racked up over 9.5 million views on Twitter alone, and Taylor's story touched a very serious nerve among you know fellow gamers. Voice, voice actors are beloved by fans, but uh, fail to command anywhere close to what a Hollywood actor makes. Mm-hmm. Game actors have long complained uh, of being underpaid and underappreciated. Some have said they receive little information about their roles until they show up at the recording booth that very day. The industry operates in such a clandestine way that actors sometimes won't even know what game they're recording for until it's released. All right. 
So let's take a little break there and let's talk about what we've uh, what we've uncovered so far. So basically, the original voice actor for Bayonetta in the first two games was offered four thousand dollars to reprise her role. Allegedly. In, no. Allegedly, but this is all we know at this point in time, right? Yeah, okay. So if we're assuming what she's saying is true, she was offered four thousand dollars to reprise her role in the third game. Mm-hmm. Pasquale? Yeah. Okay. How you feeling? Now, is that four thousand to do the entire game? She, or like- she was offered four thousand dollars okay. to reprise her role as the main character in yeah. what is now a Nintendo first party IP. Yeah. So, so there there was some suspicions that they did this because they did not want her and they knew that she would reject. But they're like, here's like, here's the money. It's in her contract right. that we, she is the first needs- pick. So she yeah, has she's first right refusal. Yeah. So she has to be yeah. the one to say, no, I'm not reprising the role before yeah. they can get another uh, voice. Another actor. actor. Yeah. And they wanted to replace they, her. Supposedly they wanted to replace her with a, a bigger actress. Yeah. Okay. In yeah. this case, that bigger actress being Jennifer Hale. Yeah. Oh. Jennifer Hale, you know, the, the voice Mask- of a female commander Shepard. She also did voice <laughs> acting for star Wars, the clone wars, right? Like so she's been in the what industry. For a long time, and she's a big name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same woman who opened up her house for people doing the SAG AFTRA strike to have negotiations about their unions. So, just yeah. some on background of the person that we're saying okay. this yeah. all went down with. Okay, so, so for, go ahead. My, my opinion for 4000 that does seem kind of lowball. Like, again, I don't really know exactly what the base pay is for a general voice actor in a video game. <laughs> But it does seem kind of low for to do the entire game as the main character. So to put it into perspective, this would be five to six sessions of four hours a piece. Because you're only allowed to okay. work for four hours as a voice actor when you're in part of the union. Okay. So this was about 20 to 24 hours of work, right? Yeah. Roughly. We'll round down. We'll, we'll keep it easy. We'll say 20, 20, 20 hours of work for four thousand dollars. Now, mean, obviously, she she was not happy with this offer, and she said, uh, "I'm not going to do that." And then she went to Twitter and she started burning the house down. Okay. So at this point in time, when when this is what we knew about what was going on, I was like a hundred percent with her. I'm like, this is not at all acceptable. I don't really understand why they would treat like you know the star of their franchise in such a way, unless, you know, like what Stefano said before, they just wanted to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. And like, they were just Even doing this because like, disrespectful. yeah, no, well, it is a very Japanese way of doing things. Like, you know, it, it sucks, but this is like the Japanese business model of like, if they don't like someone, they're not going to get rid of them. They're just going to make their life hell until they leave on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's just how it is. And you know, it's, it sucks and it's disgusting, but you know, God forbid anyone ever, you know, just talk about what's going on but we can't have that no, no it's okay but can't have you know, four thousand dollars for 20 hours of work as like you know the lead character in a first part of nintendo ip a little bit of an issue there in, in my opinion anyway mm-hmm. and uh she agreed so she went to twitter and she started uh this whole drama so continuing on uh the tensions crested during contact negotiations in 2016, when the union representing many voice actor, uh, voice actors, the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, orchestrated a strike that lasted nearly a year. One of the uh, sticking points was uh, 
residuals, meaning compensation for actors when sales of a game outperform expectations. Voice actors gave up that fight in exchange for receiving bonuses based on the number of sessions they worked instead. So they didn't get their residuals, but they did get a bonus if like, you know, if things went over schedule and they had to be there a little bit longer, they got compensated for that time instead, which I think, you know, is it a fair compensation? It's better than nothing at this point in time, but whatever. Uh, In the case of Bayonetta 3, the developer appeared to be determined to rehire Taylor according to two people familiar with the negotiations, as well as the documentation reviewed by Bloomberg. Here's where their accounts differ. So, this is where things get spicy. Platinum (laughs) Games sought to hire Taylor for at least five sessions in order to do all the voice recording for the character. Each session paying between $3,000 to $4,000 for a maximum of four hours in the studio per session. Um, these people who said this didn't want to be identified because they're not authorized to actually discuss this because there's all NDAs and stuff involved, but we didn't sign any of them, so fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that would make the total of the game at least $15,000 for her work. In response, I said Taylor asked for a six-figure sum as okay. well as residuals on the game itself. Oh. Hold on, we're getting a, a, a caller. Making news. First time calling in. Hello, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so Taylor, they offered her the $4,000 per session, and she's like, I want a six-figure sum as well as residuals on the game. Platinum said, we're not going to do that. And then after <laughs> lengthy negotiations, <laughs> paraphrasing a little bit, uh, they started auditioning for a new voice actor. And they later offered Taylor, they even, after all this, according to these, you know, leaks they even offered taylor a cameo in the game for a fee of a one session so they were willing to pay her four thousand dollars for a cameo yeah which she turned down hmm. how are we feeling about this spice that's just been thrown in the pot yeah 180 yeah <laughs> very, right very 180 dude i'm like oh dude platinum sucks and then i read this and i'm like oh Okay, she well, sucks. I mean, Taylor sucks this is just the whole bat all around and mm-hmm. then they were gonna give her a grand an hour to yeah, just pretty much. Do a cameo, <laughs> like take so the, the, take the money. So I mean, on, on top of that, a typical voice acting um, going rate per hour is two hundred fifty dollars an hour. Approximately, they're wow. prepared to pay her approximately, right? A little bit less, a little bit more, depending on the situation and and the person, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were prepared to pay her, you know, four times over to have her at you know for these five sessions plus. If it runs over, they'll pay her extra as well, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean. I guess this is like the big question is like, is voice acting the main character in a triple A game? I guess, you know, that is what this is. And in a triple A game, is that worth $15,000 or do you think it should be more than that? So when I heard this first news, I was like, yeah, that's crazy, right? Like that's a lot. It's a ton of money for 20 hours of work. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then I was listening to a podcast with people who like have been in the industry a long time and know lots of voice actors and people who like make games. And they were saying when they first heard it, so this is this was them talking about it at the first half of the story. So they only heard that they were going to pay four thousand dollars. Yeah, the, the, yeah. You know, the first portion. And they were saying like, oh, when we first heard about this. I thought they were only going to offer her like twenty five thousand dollars, and that seemed really low. So that makes me believe that some voice actors for these big AAA games get like real. A lot of money. I'd have to imagine some of them, like if if you're the the lead actor on like a big big title, 
Yeah. See, like I'll tell you something. I'm 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 willing to bet Nathan Fillion got paid a lot more than fifteen grand for Kate Six and Destiny. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm willing to bet. Actually, but, for Horizon got paid a lot. But there's more. also a difference mm-hmm. too yeah. when you're doing voice acting on a game that you're not doing any mocap on too. Because if you're doing mocap and you, you're you're spending more time and you're you're more involved, where this is more of a dub. well, that that's no longer being a voice actor. That's being a whole ass actor, right? But like that's that's the situation you know, that we see in in more video games like uh, God of War, like the Horizon, and Horizon, like they're now, they're yeah. in mocap suits doing everything. Whereas this one, you're in a booth yeah. and just dubbing. Dude, they're I'd love to live to. I, I want to live long enough to see an age where Nintendo has mocap actors for their <laughs> game. They're, Never. They're also in more than four sessions, four hours each. Five yeah, sessions, yeah. Four hours oh, each, right? yeah. The amount of takes that they have to do and everything. Right? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different. So I think that's true too. Yeah, that's a fair point. But but I just never even thought about how much money they probably get get paid. But for you got to like, think how many like, how many maker got you know. Yeah, how many games are they recording for every year, though? That's the difference, also. Like, if they're only recording yeah. one thing a year for fifty grand, and they're that, that's it for the whole year. Yeah, you're right. They probably only they probably like those bigger guys probably only record like one or two, two maybe things. three times a year. Yeah, at, the, at most. Yeah, but and that's their income yeah. for the year. You're you're looking at we can't go a hundred percent apples to apples with every situation because even like lower budget anime voice actors, some of them are only making one hundred and twenty five dollars for like the, their entire recording session. You know. Well, I think that so that, that's what the union has made sure you. I think that's what that two hundred fifty dollars an hour is, right? Like it's like your date rate. Right? Like you you can only pay as little as. Yeah, you show up for half an hour, it doesn't matter. You're you're, you're taking home at least 250. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're a part of the union, right? As long as you're part of the union, yeah. Yeah. Um and you can't so, take lower than that cuz then you're you're scabbing. Like you're Yeah, exactly. Um so in an email, so after all this and and Platinum Games made their, you know, not really an announcement, but some more of the story came out. Uh, Taylor described this account as being an absolute lie and said that Platinum Games was trying to not only save their ass, but also save the game itself. She said she stood by everything she said in the original video she uploaded on Twitter. And she said, and this is a quote, I would like to put this whole bloody franchise behind me, quite frankly, get on with my life in the theater. She wrote, Would you? Because you made a whole video calling them out. I mean, <laughs> and well, then you got backfired, and you're like, "Oh, listen." I'd like now that I'm being attacked personally. I would like to drop all of this, and I would like everyone to move on. Yeah, it's like a huge backfire <laughs> right now. Uh, representatives from Platinum Games and Nintendo didn't respond uh, to any request for comments yet, uh, but the former president of Platinum Games and the director for Bayonetta, Camilla. Uh, Called Taylor's allegations sad and deplorable on a Twitter post, and then he Taylor probably sucks, blocked her. <laughs> and anyone else probably replied to him in English. Oh, a decade community, dude. Okay. Side note: Before we get into the conversation, this this man is famous for being like a monster on Twitter. He has <laughs> rules that you have to follow if you're going to be engaging with them on social media. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> The rules are, I have them here. No repeated questions. If anybody asks me something that has been asked before at any point in time, they get blocked. Ever. <laughs> Ever. That's rule number two. Rule number one is read through everything before you ask me a question. <laughs> rule number three, no advice. I don't want to hear anything from anyone. <laughs> or else you get blocked. Uh, 
Rule number four, do not tag me in any conversation or else you get blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number five, no requests or asking me about games which are not mine. Do not ask me anything about Bayonetta 2 <laughs> or else you get blocked. And his final rule is no shit posts or else you get blocked. <laughs> and it these rules are they're encapsulated with the final phrase, my block button is bigger than ever. <laughs> and Chris was right. He only takes Japanese, right? Yeah. If you, if, you, yeah. Uh, if you ask him or even say anything to him in English, you are blocked. Um, and, and then he, I believe he called anyone that speaks English insects. So, Wow. Yes, I can confirm, yeah. Uh, Not that he said that, but I am, in fact, several ants in a trench coat. <laughs> um, <right. laughs> there's, there's actually like a challenge to see if you're actually blocked by him on, on Twitter. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, so that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Um, we have the voice actor, the original voice actor coming out saying that, you know, they lowballed me and that I don't want. And, you know, if you care about human rights and people and women, you would uh, don't support this game. And then the company said, that's not true. And then she said, you know, let's just move on. <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't really know. I feel like, you know, in every situation, the truth is a little bit of both. I like yeah. what, what are the what are the chances that like she just didn't see per session? And she just like read four thousand dollars. Yeah, she probably didn't read, or her uh, agent didn't read. Whoever looked at it, like maybe like it could just be a simple misunderstanding on that, or maybe because it is Camille, he sent it in Japanese, and she's like, "I gotta translate this shit, right?" And she read four thousand, and that was it. Yeah, oh. right. I I don't know, man. It's so the there was an argument saying that oh, it's possible that maybe there was something lost in translation where they said uh, she she read we're only offering you 4,000 instead of 4,000 a day or per session or whatever it was. But the, the, the Bloomberg article kind of like debunks that because like you can see like it's, it's written in like a, and she has no account saying of her side of the story. Whereas like this one kind of shows like, yeah, like there is something that is proven by platinum's account saying like, yeah, she was offered like 4,000, with a with a premium of 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 five thousand dollars for four hours of work per day yeah it's it's interesting too right because like we got other people coming out claiming like they've run into similar situations uh brian deckard who acted in cyberpunk uh 2077 and red dead redemption 2 said that he was offered four thousand dollars to work on a, a non-union project for a big budget game uh, Sean Chiplock, who voiced three characters in the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, said that he was only paid $3,000 for that job, right? So now I don't know if voicing three side characters in a game is equivalent to voicing a main character in a, you know, a story game, right? So, yeah. but it, it does seem to be, you know, this does seem to happen more often than not. Well, one of the things that I'm not like too happy about seeing is that, um, Taylor is kind of going after Jennifer Hale for taking the the role right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's not cool. That's no, not her fault. <laughs> in one of her videos, she said that uh, she said that I wish her all the joy in the world. I wish her 
all the best in the jobs that she gets, but she has no right to say that she's the voice of Bayonetta. I created that voice, so she has no right to sign merchandise as Bayonetta. Yeah. So she's kind of getting like a little bit protected, which I guess, right? Like that is, you know, that's her character, but right? At, she's been that character since but at the, the original same time, game back in like 2008. At the same time, she starts backpedaling and be like, I just want to be done with all this drama. I want to put this game behind me. Like you're the one that started everything. And now that you're not getting mm-hmm. your way and it's coming out that like you're not being 100% truthful from what everyone else is proving then you're like well i don't i don't care anymore like that's that's like the most boomer attitude i think i've ever heard (laughs) right yeah i i I do kind of feel bad for for uh jennifer hale who's kind of like in the middle of this right like as somebody who like you know she's a voice actor who was offered a job auditioned and got the job and now she's like in the middle of this hurricane right now with everyone like the fenders on one side or the other going after her Meanwhile, this poor girl like signed a non-disclosure agreement and can't say anything. Where like she can't talk about any of this stuff anyway. But she did put out a small statement on social media where she said that I, I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking and dedicated people. And I hope everyone will keep an eye open about what we've created. And that's pretty much all she said. Because she can't say anything about anything else past that, right? Um yeah, she retweeted a Twitter a, a Twitter thread from another voice actor saying, "If you only hear one side or part of one story, or, or part of one side of a story, you haven't heard the whole story, right?" So mm-hmm. she's kind of saying something without saying anything, which is how most of the world works right now. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird one, and I I feel kind of weird about it too because like I love Bayonetta as a as a franchise. Like those games are so much fun. Uh, and the story that they built off in the second game is like insane. And I'm really, you know, I, I was excited to play this game. It was going to be my spooky time game because, you know, it's it's a game where there's a sexy witch and she strips her clothes off and a big hair monster comes out. <laughs> and like now I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it when it comes out in a week. Right. And I don't know. It's, it, it comes down to the this conversation that we kind of keep having on the show. Where it's like, even if you disagree with the people behind the game, do you still support the game? Because there's a lot of people that have nothing to do with the bullshit that's going on that spends a lot of time and money making it. Mm-hmm. It really depends on how much I disagree with the people behind the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess now the question comes down to, given what we know about this current topic right now, mm-hmm. uh, whose side you guys on? That's right. First, I asked you how many children do you think you could beat up in one day. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you uh, one of the hottest debated topics on the internet in the last week. Whose side are you on? Are you side on uh, the side of the former bayonetta, bayonetta voice actress or on the corporation? I'm going to side with. I hate saying this phrase. I, yeah, I'm going to side with the corporation. <laughs> um, I hate myself saying that. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, because it is corroborated evidence. Like people have like backed up sources and it's more than just one place saying mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, all we got is one lady saying, yo, we got, I got fucked over. And then we have a bunch also, of sourcing. She's also asking for six figures or there's people on television shows. Well, that, that that's what they're saying. Right. That, that's where it gets okay. weird. Right. Because they're saying she asked for that plus residuals. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that I didn't say that. But then she's also saying they only offered me four thousand dollars for the whole thing. Sure. Right. And all, all she's saying is they lied in what they offered her. Maybe she does for six figures. Maybe they only offered her four grand. And she's like, fuck that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, if if that is true and she did ask for six figures like Bayonetta is not. 
a six figure wildly popular a popular popular video game yeah right like the first game did well the second game did okay but it it, it, i mean this franchise has never really been a a chart topper Mm -hmm. and the only reason why we're getting a third one is because nintendo came in and bought them Mm -hmm. like that's that's the only reason why nintendo is like we're gonna buy this franchise because like i don't don't know why they did it maybe maybe they were on like some weird shit back then who knows but (laughs) The only reason this franchise is even around today is because Nintendo is giving it that the, that second second chance. Yeah. So like for her to be and she knows that right she's the, the the voice actress for the main character like she knows that the game isn't a, a six figure paying game you know yeah. I I don't know man it just nothing things don't make sense when they're all spilt out but the way it is right now I'm I'm kind of like with platinum games. Where like yeah. if she's being unreasonable and like kind of crazy, then like yeah, I mean you know, I guess you get rid of her and get somebody who has been in the industry reasonable. for twenty years. Yeah, I, I guess right. I mean, I don't know. Chris, what do you think? Uh, given the evidence provided so far, um, she's in the wrong right now. If if yeah. it yeah. comes out that uh, you know hers side might be a little more factual later on then i i will ap- apologize and and move back to siding with her but yeah um as it, as it stands right now uh she is looking pretty guilty yeah yeah i i agree with that i i was on her side at first and then platinum came out and then i'm like okay i don't i don't agree with her anymore and she <laughs> has yet to be able to back up any of these claims right mm-hmm. so i don't know man it's uh I I hope the game does well because I know there's a lot of people that were looking forward to it and I hope this doesn't affect it too much because there are people that spent 10 years making this game so you know they hopefully they they get to feed their family like it almost at least one. it almost sounds like a jealous ex situation mm-hmm. yeah where like you get that ex whoever you know in your life it's like well you can't do anything you'll never get anyone better than me ever yeah and then uh they go around, i don't want you but i don't want anyone else to have yeah it. and then they go around slandering you to all their friends and family saying like oh i can't believe uh someone so uh you know mm. sleeps with their socks on yeah. when they go to bed you know? yeah has a tiny penis animals yeah goddamn southern italians all right fucking monster well that's about all we have right now if there are um if there are uh, you know any updates to this story as as it develops we'll we'll touch upon it again um but we'll have to wait and see what happens we'll we'll see if uh if things change or not yeah anyway let's talk about uh something more depressing hey boom stinger g4 Remember when we were all so happy that G4 was coming back? It was giving us a little taste of nostalgia that was long gone. At the start of this the year? Past. At the start of this year. Remember last year we were talking about G4's coming back, baby. It's Next thing you know, we're going to be going down to the local Blockbuster videos. We're going to see that weird static-looking gray carpet. It's going to smell of, like, vinyl and, like, cigarettes. And, you know, Dad's going to buy you a Reese's Pieces buttercup. No well, chance. guess what? Your, ch- your childhood's dead. Again. Your childhood's dead. Once again. You're closer to your death than you were last year. You've accomplished nothing in this last year, and G4 is being shut down. Again. 
again. This is- <laughs> G4 is being shut down again, baby. That's right. They can just recycle the articles from like 20 years ago. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, yeah, G4's TV revival is unfortunately coming to an end less than a year after it was relaunched. Uh, Comcast is pulling the plug on the network behind such series as X-Play, Attack of the Show, and much more. Comcast, uh, the chairman and CEO, Dave Scott, penned a letter to all employees saying G4 is being discontinued. And get this, it's being discontinued immediately. Like, right now. Get like, out of the studio. Like, straight up. There was no, like, you guys have, like, three months. It's like, no, you leave. <laughs> Security. So vacate the studio. So just so yeah. we know, G4 mm. was started again. Because the CEO of Comcast's son was like, guys, <laughs> I really love G4. And I dated Olivia Munn for a while. Yeah. And I want to start G4 again. And they're like, you know what? Nepotism. Sure. Go ahead. Here's, <laughs> Why not? here's $20 million. Go ahead. Start a company again. Employ 200 people just to let them fail. Oh. Oh, I mean, on planet. Okay. Who on planet Earth thought employing 200 people out the gate without knowing if there was interest in your product was a smart move? Well, obviously, the CEO of Comcast. Apparently not. We we know who. We we have the evidence right here as to who it was. Yeah. Um, Why? You know, he was he's just high on riding on his GME stocks that we yoloed, and you know he was holdal. So, so this is the uh, I I guess the, the announcement that was sent out. Uh, As you know, G4 was reintroduced last year to tap into the popularity of gaming. We invested to create the new G4 as an online and TV destination for fans to be entertained, be inspired, and connect with gaming content. Over the past several months, we worked hard to generate that interest in G4, but viewership is low, and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. This is certainly not what we had hoped for. And as a result, get out of the building. (laughs) We have made the very difficult decision to discontinue G4's operations effective immediately. I know this is disappointing news, and I'm disappointed too. I want to thank you and everyone on the G4 team for the hard work and commitment to the network. Our human resources team is reaching out to you to provide you with support, discuss other opportunities that may be available, and answer any questions you may have. And that's it. G4 is gone. So I, I read an interesting uh, theory that Comcast owns a eSport team or league. And there was a big focus on G4's new eSport content, which I think is part of the, you know, we'll probably get to this part, but some of those people on the eSport personalities caused them some problems, but um, that they were going to push their eSports league and like kind of tie the revenue together, like get people interested in esports, watch more esports, watch some more team, yeah. and, the, and the revenue kind of you know pays for itself. They just missed the part where like G four was was ended because it was already an old, in a dying like perspective twenty years ago, and they just brought it back to the same perspective. They're like, okay, let's just do the same thing again. Maybe yeah, maybe you know. What's the definition of uh, insanity? Insanity. Yeah. So, okay. So here's, here's an interesting question, right? There's obviously a market for this stuff, right? Like video game content is, it, 
it's very popular and people consume that shit nonstop. Why do you guys think that G4 failed in such a spectacular way? What is it that that killed G4 again after being shut down in 2012? I mean, probably access to it. That probably didn't help. Yeah. 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 Access to it was probably a big, uh, a big thing with it, right? Like I, I couldn't watch it. Maybe well, it's on Twitch. So you could, you could watch it on Twitch. It wasn't just, yeah, but you know, I had to go to a website to watch a TV. No, I don't think so, buddy. I'm not. <laughs> look, if there's not a button on my remote that brings me to it, I'm not watching it. I think, well, that's true too, but I think that <laughs> part of the problem is that I don't, I think that there were, mainstream games media is already dying and the only reason why the big company still exists is because they're seo farms for content and wikis yeah so like people really only care about twitch streamers and youtubers and small personalities and people like because we can connect to them and we don't really care about what big companies have to say and g4 was like i hear you but we're going to be a big company with 200 people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think like the niche that G4 filled back in 2012, 2002 to 2012, right? That 10 year golden age of video game broadcast content is now just done so much better by people that are just like, you know, in their room yelling at it at the computer. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. in a world, and you have like unlimited. You have an unlimited amount of people doing that too. Oh yeah, in a world where the only access to game content was because the internet wasn't what it is now. Yeah, was via cable and high access people at E3 and at these trade shows. G4 was a really interesting peek behind the curtain of an industry that you didn't really get a ton of. Yeah, the only content you really saw was magazines and some. Oh yeah, dude. Low budget websites. Back in the in mm-hmm. the dewy years of 2002, when I was like a child, that apparently Stefano thinks he could beat me up 23 times over, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. When you know, when I was 100%. a small child, who? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I I would play my Game Boy Advance, right, and play Golden Sun, and I was like, that was the best video game ever made. I couldn't like go online and talk to other people about these video games, or like, you know, I couldn't watch other people play this game or like engage in commentary about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. It was impossible to do that unless you had somebody else who was playing that game with you, right? But G Four was there to be like, hey, watch, watch, watch Attack of the Show, you know you're gonna like this one you know put on some x play you know like and and you were able to connect with other people that are have the same interests as you mm-hmm. and now you could do that like within seconds you know it's, it's ridiculous like how easy it is for you to uh, to connect to this stuff right and i think that's like g4 existed in a time when when we needed it most you know well now it's like oh, yeah, it's, oh. you go on youtube and and the top rated people on there are always like the same like 10 people right you got like uh you got mr beast you got markiplier you got uh jack septicai you got moist critical uh yeah like awful uh sniper wolf um you know like those are just people right off the top of my head that's not even to mention like you get into like all these twitch streamers and all these guys that are on um like phase or whatever i don't know like people are going to watch what interests them by going to a content creator that gives them the perspective that they want to. Cause you're always going to find that echo chamber. That's that is going to 
keep giving you the kind of content that you want to find um mm. like shows shows like uh angry video game nerd couldn't exist on uh g4 oh no so good. no not in the way they are right the, they, they would be heavily changed i would say the dawn of angry video game nerd in that era of you like youtube and online video was the death of g4 yeah being mm-hmm being um i still watched it obviously i would i would even make the argument that those those shows wouldn't even exist without g4 for sure but that's also you know sometimes it takes your children to kill you you know what i mean like yeah right yeah so like you know you uh or or 10 year olds obviously yeah exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can try i always thought it, it was it was a very bold uh decision for them to Target an audience, you know, millennials, Gen Z, and all those fun people. You know, the the ones that aren't watching cable, yeah, and really being surprised as to why no one's watching them. What's this? Millennials don't watch cable. How do they consume <laughs> their entertainment? Damn millennials! The no, problem is the fact that they they brought G four back. The problem is that they brought it back and learned zero lessons. Yeah. Yeah, they basically like just continued on from Where when they, they originally yeah. got shut down in 2012, yeah. right? And the world is not like it was in 2012. It's back in 2012, we were starting like we were starting college. It's oh, scary shit. back then. Don't say that to me. <laughs> See, you the know? thing is if they had changed the formula and made it more modern, would you still call, consider that G4? Yes. Yeah. W- would you? Yeah, why not? As long as the show under the same names you brought bring X play back as like a weekly podcast. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I guess okay. they brought back some of the original hosts. They brought back some of the original programming. Right. But like, they play. didn't like, yeah, like, I don't know, man, it just seems like it, Twitch and YouTube does what G4 do, did so much better. And, and there's no way that and, G4 or, as a network with 200 people could compete with all those crazy. And, and for a fraction of the production. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. the problem even is is that they came back the way they did. Cause like I said, they did, they technically came back and brought their schedule to Twitch. So you could watch them live as if they were TV on Twitch. Right. And people probably would do that. The problem is they came back, brought it to Twitch, but with the same, like, like Chris said, the same production and cost of a television crew. Yeah. Like 200. And then not to mention the day rates you were paying for guests. Like yeah, they have like big name guest people to come on the show. Like, you're like hemorrhaging yeah. money, dude. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of money to be made in video game entertainment, and they thought that they would be able to just slide right into that that industry, right? And and they got a very rude awakening, and you know, less than a year later, they're shutting down. And I, I it's sad, right? Because like I think we all kind of like had like a, a glint, a little, a small glint of hope when we heard G4 was coming back, I right? Did. Like sure maybe we won't die so soon, but you know, now it's dead, and. uh that's it. All cry. Yeah. And there's there are some people saying it's because of the whole Frosk thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. That's, I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know. It's hard. There's some there's some stats that say their their viewership dropped significantly after that, but that might have just been writing on the wall. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. sped the process up, maybe, of the inevitable downfall of it. Yeah. Do you guys think we're we'll ever see live or i guess not live but but network produce video game content again or or is that going to just fall to the individuals we we kind of have it with rooster teeth 
Temporarily. Oh, I, I wouldn't bring up Rooster Teeth. We can't, right can't now. talk about Rooster Teeth right now. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, no, not, that's all episode. And uh, <laughs> talk about a company that got too big for themselves. Um, and kind of funny where they have like 15 people. But I think that's like 15 is like a lot of people, but it's a comfortable amount. 15 is reasonable. Once you start like, getting past that, you start getting like, it's a little, you know, we start. I'd say you can go to a max of 25 before it starts yeah. getting a little out of hand. Yeah, they got like 15 people, like a studio. It looks legit. Like it looks like a TV set. Okay, cool. Like we have the value of TV, but not the cost. I want to, I want to bring up uh, uh, a theory, like with all okay. these Twitch streamers it, and they're, I'm going to like, let's say in their twenties, thirties, even teens, right? Hmm. As they age and every, obviously everybody else ages with them. The newer generation is not going to look to these Twitch streamers to for content because they're going to be outdated, let's say, for them. Not so necessarily. All, not mm. necessarily, but... It depends, yeah, but I, I see where you're going, yeah. Right? So, like, what are these Twitch streamers going to be doing in 20 years from now, let's say? Don't you think there's a good chance they might coordinate and make a, a, a network, I guess, if you want to call it, but maybe on a smaller scale where that's where it might come back? I think some like, some of them. I mean, honestly, all. like, look, let, let's be realistic. Let, let's say you're a successful Twitch streamer yeah. and you have a, a substantial size audience, and you make your living doing that. And then, like, ten years from now, when you're obsolete, you will have literally no marketable skills other than yelling exactly at a screen. So, I would say you would move to network TV or like some sort of production <laughs> or something like that, right? And then, thus completing Acting the cycle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I get it, but at the same time, there's like a lot of Twitch streamers that are like late 30s, early 40s that make you know content that's watched by 15 year olds. You know, that's like true, as long as they know what they're doing and they, and they could keep up with like the hype, they could yeah. keep their audience and they could keep it growing because like if you're like a 15 year old and you you want to watch some dude play Fortnite, you're gonna click on the one with like 30 thousand viewers instead of the one with like six viewers, right? And, you're gonna, and then yeah. you're gonna join into that. And I think it's also important to remember it's kind of like professional athletes in that hey, like if they're smart, they'll save their money and invest in mm. things that in companies and other things that can get the money yeah. later on. Um, and B, chances are if they are especially in this space, if they are successful at streaming, chances are they're probably entrepreneurial in some way probably have other discernible skills like video editing production whatever that's true um maybe have some like marketing pr skills for themselves they could use um don't underestimate the the advantage to telling to going to a company be like hey can i be your social media manager i you know ran my own yeah my like own 10 million you know what i mean like yeah. that's a huge deal if, if you yeah, market yourself true. like that maybe you could market this company like that yeah um and also to your question about like, do I think that a bunch of old Twitch streamers would, who are who are no longer getting popular, would just band together with other old Twitch streamers to make a big group? <laughs> I feel like it would be a really bad idea. Like, they are all a bunch well, of has-beens. Let's be has-beens together. I feel like it's probably a bad move. <laughs> they could also <laughs> just like pull a dream and like you know show their face on camera I and then so get canceled. Oh my god! <laughs> I was I, there was there was a uh, a Reddit post by like i don't I, I don't know the name of the streamer but it, it was a full-time streamer and they're like they get audited every single year because the government thinks they're like involved in drug dealing <laughs> and the reason they're just like think about like what the government sees right i don't have a job i don't buy anything every month i get thousands of dollars put into my bank account 
I don't have any expenses. I don't have any business expenses except maybe buying a video game every once in a while. And the internet. <laughs> and the internet. And they're like, I'm the government 100% thinks I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, RIP G4 again. Uh, we look forward to 2032 when the son of the son of the Comcast president says <laughs> that you know, he wants to bring back G4. And thus completing and you know returning the cycle. Adam Sessler from the grave as a crypt. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Dusty and Amy. (laughs) Boom Stinger. All right. Let's let's get through these next stories a little bit quickly. Um, this is an interesting one, and this is this is kind of crazy to me. Uh, Nintendo is taking steps to protect its staff from growing problems uh, problems of customer harassment. Nintendo has instituted what I, I guess we're going to be calling the the anti Karen law. Yeah, um, this like is it. kind of interesting, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I'm split. I'm split. Um, so, uh, in an official Nintendo release, they say when when making inquiries about product repairs, please refrain refrain from engaging in behavior that goes beyond socially accepted norms. Uh, if we determine that such behavior has taken place, we may refrain to repair or replace your product. Moreover, if we view the behavior uh, as especially malicious, we will con- we will contact the police and lawyers in order to take the appropriate measures in response to it. Some of the things that they have listed here about like what is and isn't okay, right? Don't make threats, don't intimidate, uh, no menacing behavior, no insults, no uh, degrading remarks, um, infringement on uh, employee private privacy, requests for service beyond social norms, such as requesting free repairs beyond what is covered by warranty, uh, unreasonable demands for an apology from the company or demands to punish people in the company. <laughs> Behavior that uh, prolongs the time spent, such as excessively repeating the same request or complaint. And the big one, slander on social media or the internet. (laughs) So Nintendo's basically saying, if you treat us like Like shit, (laughs) we're just not going to help you anymore. Mm -hmm. Honestly? And also, slander on social media or the internet, that counts out like like 80% of the population. Yeah. Like, how do we feel about this? This is kind of, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing that they're standing up being like, hey, don't treat our like customer service workers as, you know, like pieces of shit. Yeah. Have you ever done customer service? Because everybody treats you like shit because they think they not everybody, you. just, okay, just the everybody. dying boomers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But there's, like, there's still a good amount. They're they're instituting this lot of people that are dying out anyway. Right. But at the same <laughs> like, I dude, I've never once. I don't. I don't think. Not intentionally. I don't think I've ever intentionally. Tr- that's not true. That's not true. I, I've, I've been very mean <laughs> to people, but, but to be fair, they deserved it. Every boomer thinks they deserve it. They they did deserve it. No, uh-huh. this specific worker at McDonald's, this specific teenager <laughs> at the McDonald's, deserved. Did you pour um, your 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 drink at them? No, no. I, I wouldn't. I would never physically touch anyone just because I I don't like people. Okay. But no, I, like for the most part, I don't think I've ever been like. I don't think I've ever been like rude to people. I've been like sarcastic as hell. Oh yeah. But it doesn't count like if they're if they're like you know calling me. If they call me, then I will mess with them for hours on end. You know. Yeah. But if I'm calling them, I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know like you're paid for this, but like I'm a piece of shit. And like honestly, man, like I wish I didn't even have to talk to you, but I have to. So like I'm sorry for everything I'm about to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
how do you guys feel about this? What, what, do you, what do you think about Nintendo putting out an official statement about this? I think it's it's good in some ways because, you know, they are defending their employees because I'm sure like a lot of it comes down to people being like, my Joy-Cons aren't working and whoever fixed them is, or made them uh, should be fired and, and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, mm-hmm. right? But which they specifically make mention of that in here as well, being like calling for the firing of employees. Yeah. Which is a very like Karen response, but um Yeah. You know Joy-Con has drift? How dare you? But like <laughs> uh the slander thing, like I don't know. That one that one's so hard to be like, well, what's what's slander? Like, are you making controllers that don't work? Yes, yeah, so that's not well, legally they don't because that never uh flew in court. So legally they don't make Joy Cons that drift. Yeah. Except for when they legally when they fix them. except for all of mine nintendo literally every single one i just had the one pair i think it's yeah no i i agree i think it's good that they're standing up for their employees because like if you look at the comment section of anything that nintendo posts it's a a rampaging cesspool like southern italy (laughs) so i mean you know it's just i like that they're like you know hey don't do that or we're not going to help you and honestly I think more companies should do this. Yeah, I agree. Because the thing is, people take for granted that a company is giving or selling to you because they're choosing to sell to you. They can choose not to sell to you. So, like, if you want this Nintendo product, it's like, go fuck yourself. You're not getting it now because, like, if you want it too bad, find it some other way. Yeah, and like it, it does kind of upset me that like obviously their customer support workers have dealt with so much abuse that they actually had to like do something about it. Yeah, you know because like realistically this isn't something that needs to be said. Like you shouldn't have anybody putting out an official statement being like, "Hey, don't abuse our workers," or like we're just not going to help you with shit, right? Like that shouldn't yeah. have to happen, but unfortunately it does. I, I think even Bungie not too long ago put out a similar statement as well, being like, "Stop treating us like shit." Yeah, you know, and and is that going to make a difference? Probably not, right? Like people are still going to be monstrous, but then they're just going to get hung up on, which I think is how you have to treat some of these people. That's fine. They need to learn. (laughs) The difference between like calling for someone to be fired and like a death threat are very different. Yeah. Okay. Like whatever. I can people say a lot of people should be fired. Doesn't mean the company should do it. Like just think about it for two seconds and be like, well, this person do anything wrong, so I'm not going to fire them. (laughs) But like, do you? Do you guys think that this has anything to do with the recent uh, Bayonetta voice actress? <laughs> oh, maybe. Because, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> like, a lot of people have been posting, like, anti-Nintendo uh, sentiment <laughs> on social media since the announcement that, you know, she, she's been replaced. I can see even that. Though, like, even though that had <laughs> nothing to do with Nintendo, people are still going after Nintendo for it, right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's got yeah. their name, so yeah, interesting. I don't know. I I think it's good. I'm I'm. It sucks that these you know that enough people have probably went to HR about this for Nintendo. Be like, all right, we'll we'll say something about it. But but good for them. Good for them for looking after their employees. Approved. Yeah, you get the let's get gaming podcast official seal of approval. There, good job, Nintendo. <laughs> it looks an awful lot like their Nintendo seal of approval. We're gonna get beat by copyright. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's okay. We want to get through their customer support. We've slandered them enough on this podcast anyway. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Last story for the night, boys. Boom Stinger. 
All right. So this one, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, potentially, Activision has put in place a patent, or they're trying to put in place a patent, that could add unique AI-generated music for each player. Imagine how much more exciting a Call of Duty clutch match could be when you have your own personal soundtrack playing in the background. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm too stupid to understand any of this. <laughs> um, but Chris, I know you have like an, an interesting background when it comes to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us a little bit about this. What's going on? What, is this, first of all, could this be done? Yeah. AI writing our music? Yeah, so you can actually right now go onto YouTube and just type in like AI generated uh um genre, whatever genre you want to pick. Like like for me, I listen to a lot of metal. So you can go onto YouTube right now and you can go find AI generated live stream playing 24-7. Like this has been happening for the last eight months. Um I showed the guys uh a link this like as we're getting ready to record. Uh, they're currently on track 10,142 and Jesus. Yeah. Like it's all it is, is a computer program running through polyrhythmic patterns and it kind of knows like the sweet spot of like what notes pair together because it's, it's going off of scales. It's going off of, you know, tempos and stuff that, that makes sense. My issue with ai generated music like that is that it sometimes just feels like it's music for the sake of being music and not with the intent of actually having feeling mm. put into it it's it's like that episode of rick and morty where they're in a simulation and jerry turns on the radio and it's like this is human music yes do, <laughs> like yeah, like okay. like technically it is music and it serves its purpose but if you listen to the doom soundtrack that Mick Gordon wrote like that music like as soon as you f- you hear it you feel the intention that he put into it in every layer that he instilled yeah. within that music because you do not feel more powerful in a video game than when the BFG division comes in and you're kicking a demon in the teeth. And you know, that's the way it was, it was shaped to make you feel. Whereas, well, Chris, I I think you kind of gave the answer to this, but, and you know, as yourself, a musician, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about the idea of that one day? I could be replaced by robots. It's easy. You could just be replaced by robots. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Well, I mean, if you look at it now, like a lot of pop music and stuff like that is manufactured by people that are using programs to to make you sound less human. And, you know, majority of of all music is uses like Melodyne, which is an auto tuning program. a lot of music uses time alignment. It uses quantizing. Uh, I know these are like blanket terms that like some of you guys might not understand, but you know, no idea. They're, yeah. they're yeah, but- you're lining up to a temp like they're they're taking out the human element out of music so that everything sounds so perfect and so sterile that it begins to just be that it's sterile and and does not have any yeah human element to it. Mm-hmm. you know well for now right i mean like if this really is the way that it's going it's it is an ai it will learn it will be improved and maybe even one day perfected right so do you think we'll ever get to the point where 
you won't be able to tell it it'll be close but the thing is is you got to have specific things done to something to make it sound more yeah. believable because um the thing about humans is that we can detect when something is too perfect so if you have mm-hmm. you know let's mm. let's say we're doing a like a simple pattern um for even simple music theory right uh we'll do four four so let's say you're doing four four you have a kick drum going one two three four right and then on your two and four you have a snare drum right um right so it'd be bop 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 you know what i mean um but 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 if that thing is lining up every time on whatever tempo you are after a few bars you will notice that like it is in perfect sync but like with the human element like you're gonna be a fraction of a second out on a couple hits Mm -hmm. yeah um it feels more natural and and less um mechanical that like it it it's less noticeable that something's out of time when it's minuscule like that versus something that's perfectly in line. Right. So you're saying for the AI to truly take over, it needs to be imperfect. Yeah. Which is the funny part yeah. about it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so to bring it back to this story here as for how it all works and, and Chris, I think you kind of hit most of it on the head, but Activision describes how the software will essentially read the room of its player. It'll examine the mood of the location that you're in, in the game, not your physical location, although that's probably going to happen at some point too. Uh, And then modulate the audio segments into various styles using machine learning modules in conjunction with other techniques. The core idea is that the music generated with this AI will enhance the overall enjoyment of a player by subtly making encounters more thrilling and less frustrating. Because that's what everyone wants in video games, right? Less, <laughs> less frustration, less challenge, less effort needed by the people. Just let me hold down the button and and let me just give you twenty dollars every three and a half hours. <laughs> and I'm good to go. I can't wait for it to be like me playing a game like Dark Souls, and it's nothing but like death metal blast beats mm. and just <laughs> yes, yeah. Activision actually has a little statement here. They say that by automating the process of what kind of music is being played and how the music is modulated, the video game may become more immersive, becoming more enjoyable and providing players with a wide variety of customizable features in order to enhance the overall user experience. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's it's kind of weird. I, I think like whenever automation takes over and taking away, like, oh, sure, you're going to have like somebody like managing the, the software and all that. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't like I don't like robots. I don't trust them. I can you know? see this working for like general gameplay when you're just like walking around. Like if it's an RPG, you're just walking around in the field or whatever, going through a town. But like once it starts getting to um, cutscenes and stuff like that, that has to be made specifically for that you you know what i'm gonna say something in favor of this program and it's just something i thought of but like i can't name a single song from a game that came out in the last 10 years oh i can I, i i know you can chris because you are you know you're somebody with a musical ear but like every every game soundtrack that's in my my repertoire of knowledge is like the same you know legend of zelda 
the overworld song, right? It, like, like even ca- the original Castlevania theme, right? Like stuff like that. Now music and video games is just kind of used as like background filler. And, yeah. Unless you're talking about Doom. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Unless you're talking about Doom, in which case, yeah, that soundtrack was like specifically built for that Wait, game, but we're seeing that less and less. You got a, you got a, I don't know, but talking about you got a $70 uh, soundtrack with a game included, so. Yeah, exactly. Are we talking about Transistor? Are we talking about Pathless? Are we talking like games with like, you know, Journey? Like, yeah, but those those are games that actually have a soundtrack. Transistor, first of all, amazing game, fantastic game, right? But but yeah, but I think like your traditional AAA games now, like they're you know, music is just kind of there. Well, you get like you get game like Persona Five, which has like a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, Um, you get a game. I've never played that game. (laughs) You get a game (laughs) like uh, Near Automata, which has again like just a beautiful soundscape uh, added to that one. Um, Yeah, like you will find games that go the extra mile and put in Mm. like the effort to put in these calculated orchestraic arrangements or or yeah. like a well thought out sequence that's that's curated for the intention of the scene they're trying to invoke because like uh, the thing in life is that music does enhance a lot of situations like even if you think about um like a memory like you you can sometimes associate that with a piece of music or like yeah. it, it can it can bring you back to like a time where you feel like or like something can even all remind time, you of a, of a time <laughs> or like or a place or where you are right it's yeah it's just going to be one of those right things where, soundtrack was so good dude yeah oh. like it's it's going to be one of those things where yeah it it might be better economically for a game studio for just to have a computer designing you a soundtrack as you get going but like I said, yeah. I feel personally you're gonna lose the the emotion and the and the um, the heart of what they're trying and to. and the community. Yeah. You'll lose the community as well because like we all know the Legend of Zelda theme, we all know the Super Mario really? Brothers theme, right? But like in this new system here, it's like we won't know. Like we, if I were to be like, oh, you hear the new tune that plays in like the sub level of the new Call of Duty, and you're like, no, because like it's different for us. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, you're right. I think that this is only helpful in the context of a game like Call of Duty or like. I won't even say Halo because Halo has like you know, but the games that are um, that are longer, like the Warzone. You know what I mean? Like your gameplay will never be the same twice. So it needs to craft music around those moments. It needs to learn from what's happening, and I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a story-based game, like Doom, or story quote unquote, but like no. a crafted game, let's say, like Doom or like a Journey or like all these things, like the moments the moment when gameplay is crafted in such a way that the music can be crafted around it yeah. um, i don't think we're at a point yet uh where machines can can do that mm. um i do think because of the mathematical nature of music it's probably the first one that and like making the game yeah. literally to like yeah. to mm. get those kinds of like to get that learning um I also think that, like, I've heard other people say this, so, like, I'm kind of still in this idea, so forgive me, but, like, there's going to be, like, a bespoke, like, give it, like, 15 years, there's going to be, like, a bespoke game, so, like, only humans made this game, like, handcrafted. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, like, a big thing, I think, in the future. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is one of those things where it's going to be cool to see. I mean, like, obviously, but we're, we're years out from seeing anything along these lines regardless, right? So right now, it's just like an interesting look forward. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just goes to show that, you know, Microsoft is once again destroying the gaming industry and uh, they're just oh, hiding yeah, it behind Activision Blizzard. Yes. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, man. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all we got for the news tonight. Let's wrap up the show with uh, what I'm sure is going to be a friendly game of What's That Game? That's right, boys. If, hey, if you're new to the show, this is What's That Game? This is when one of us describes a video game so poorly, so horrendously, that the rest of us have a total of 10 yes or no questions to help identify the identity of the unidentified game. Last episode, Pasquale, you, you stumped the panel I did. Nobody being able to get the game that you had chose, which is uh, probably the biggest twist since uh, the whole Jennifer Hale situation. (laughs) So that means that Pasquale, you get to host this uh, this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, please go ahead and describe your game poorly. All right. So your game described poorly is a sleeping beauty is the best defense against this beast. A sleeping beauty is the best defense against this beast. Is this something from your childhood you'd like to talk about? Or <laughs> is this, uh, ooh. I, I'm good. I'm pretty sure unless it's something buried deep within. Okay. Well, yeah. that's an interesting phrase, but we'll drop that and we'll go. The, we'll start this game. All right. So a sleeping beauty is the best defense against this beast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pasquale. What's up? Is this a video game? It is a video uh, game. It, it's not my question. You have to let me finish. How dare you? Is this a video game that could be played on a Nintendo system? Um, no. All right. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you thought it was Zelda. I know. I thought it was Zelda. Yeah. yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. All right. Well, that rules out. So, so this game is not available at all on any Nintendo hardware. As far as I'm aware, no. Okay. Oh, that, that kind of helps. <laughs> not an Xbox game, then. No, it can't be an Xbox game. Pasquale doesn't know what an Xbox is. Yeah, he's never played What's well, an Xbox? Exactly, yeah. And to be fair, he's not missing anything, so. God damn it. All right, so this is, this is the PlayStation game. A Sleeping Beauty is the best defense against this beast. All right. Is this game in 3D? Yes. Okay. Is this game part of a franchise? No. Oh, it's a standalone. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Oh. Um, okay. okay. I got one. Um, does this game involve climbing? Uh, oof, I don't. I don't think so. Let me just double check here. But I'm. I'm gonna say no. Squally, send me the the Wikipedia article. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. (laughs) So this game does not involve climbing. No. Okay, that changes my answer. All right. Has this game been released within the last 10 years? No. So it's older than 10 years? Older than 10 years. Okay, wow. Oh, he's he's making a good effort with this one. Ah. So it's a standalone game that's over 10 years old. That's right. It does not involve any climbing. And it's not available, and it, it, a standalone, not available on the Nintendo system. 
and right. it's 3D. We're just gonna we're just gonna assume it's a it's PlayStation, right? I would assume. You gotta ask the question. Um, no, it, we are at five already. Yeah, you're at five. defense. So you can guess against this beast. See, it's the best defense that's like throwing me off, right? It's like so. This there's a a person involved that is helpful in stopping some sort of monster. Is this game a console exclusive? Mm. Let me specify. Like, Like, specify. I don't mean console as in, like, versus, like, a singular console. Like, I mean, like, publisher, like, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, console exclusive. So, like, oh, exclusive to, like, Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. Well, not Nintendo, obviously, but one of those two. Um... Yes. Okay. So it's exclusive to one console? Is that is that what the one, question was? One, one ownership, company. I guess. You one ownership. It, yeah. It's a first party game. Or second party game. But so it's only on one console. Like one franchise one console. Like one franchise console, yeah. And it's the only game in the series. Mm-hmm. We're at six now. This is a hard one. God damn it. <laughs> now you see how it is. Is this based Yeah, but I've got games that I think you guys know at least. Is, you know? I have is, a guess. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Can I clarify something <laughs> before yep. I guess? Okay. You said this game was not released in the last 10 years. It was not. Do you mean not originally wait, or wait. not? Sorry, what year? We're in 20. Sorry. Okay, it was released. Within the past 10 years, not originally. I'm sorry. Okay. Did you just have a stroke? What does that mean? <laughs> this game was, was so released, it, it in was the, released in the past 10 years, but not originally. So this game so, is a game that has been re-released. It's been re-released. It has been re-released for something. A console in the last 10 years. Sure. I, have, I have my guess now. Okay. Is it Shadow of the Colossus? It is not. There's, there's no climbing. I asked that because that was my. There is, yeah, yeah no, right. specifically no climbing. You got me. That's where I was. That's where I was going on that one. So, okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to ask the question because I'm going to give it away. Never mind. If 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 I get the answer I'm thinking that I'd get, everyone will get it right away. Okay. Um. Does this game involve shooting? It does. It does. Okay. It does involve shooting. What? Oh man, I thought it was one thing, and now I don't even know what it is, yeah. man. I'm all over the place <laughs> right now. Yeah. So it's not a game in a series. It's 3D. It came. It was re-released in the last ten years. It's not a Nintendo game. It is a console exclusive. That's wild, man. Okay, hold it's on, re-released. hold on. So seven it's shooting. Now? If three three more guesses or questions, re-release. Yeah, but shooting shooting. shooting can mean anything, right? Like, you know, like Kingdom Hearts has shootings, but I wouldn't call that a shooting game. Sure. Okay, so it's a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> well, no, it's he said it's, it's not in the series, so it can't. That was the first place I went to because to be fair, like games. Kingdom Hearts is not a series. Those are just episodic <laughs> games that they somehow put together, Lo- loosely sew together. <laughs> Squally, does this game involve a last guardian? <laughs> nice. <No>. All right. <laughs> like it wasn't released, so it can't be that good. 
That's true. Yeah, that's right. That one was just like just the delayed for like twenty seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whoops. Hmm. I don't know, man. I'll use that as one of my guesses, just so I don't burn up a question. Is it the last guardian? (laughs) No. All right. Okay. So we still got three more. Sleeping Beauty is the best defense against this beast. Is the creators of this game still actively making games? Let me double check this quickly. Okay, so it's not Sony made. Uh, they, are, they are not currently active. So it's, so it's from a studio that has ceased development? Yes. Mm. Oh, shit. Okay. Also, we know it's not Sony first party. Oddly enough, I'll give you a freebie. I'll give you a freebie. Shortly after this game was released, they uh, defunct. (laughs) (laughs) Was it because of this game? Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Was this this game made in North America? Shortly after this game was released, it became defunct. Like, you mean is the developer or was the developer in North America? Well, I guess no. 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 What the fuck? This is a Japanese development team? Interesting. Well, not necessarily. He just hit down North America. Could be Western Europe. Yeah, but there's no way. Come on, let's be honest. Ten years ago on a on a Sony system, it was it was Japan. Oh my god, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I gen I do I my mind is blank. How many more questions do we have? I think you yeah. have the last, the last one was. I don't know, I've been asking a lot of questions. You guys uh, can go ahead. Active, but active. Um, yeah. they are not. And uh, shortly after this game, they well, this is might be the reason why they're no longer active. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse what me. What the hell? It involves shooting. Mm-hmm. It's three D. Yeah. Yeah. Only game in its series. Yeah. Probably on the on we the PlayStation. Probably... Should we ask? Excuse I mean, me. is knowing that it's on the maybe, PlayStation going to help us? Because I don't think ask, it is. Um, when approximately the first, like the original, came out before the re-release. Yeah, this well, is the game that was re-released. I completely forgot about that. Is well, that a, like? Are you going with a question? <laughs> hold on, that doesn't make hold any on. sense. They re-released we're, it. We're working this out. And yeah, hold no, on. Okay. They re-released Shut this game. Down? Did they release it or did did it get re-released or is it just available to play via like the PS Plus subscription service? Yeah. In that vein, sure, we'll go with that, but not specifically that. It's on Game Pass. To not specifically tell us what console it's on, it's on a service. It's available to play on a current. It's it was available in another way afterwards when it came out. After it came out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. said this game was re-released. To well, okay, re-release the game doesn't mean on, it's on. available now on this guess. store. Well, because you're re- it was released again after its initial release. Okay, go the ahead. The Last of Us Part 1 is a re-release. It is. No. But I have a guess. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. It's a wolf among us. No. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's good a guess. good one. That's a really good right, guess. It's wrong, but still, God. I'm out. Sorry, guys. Yeah. How, how are you defining a re-release? Because I think your definition's okay. wrong. Okay. So, not re-release as of like 
PS4 to PS5, let's say. No, you guys are misunderstanding. He's not saying remastered or remade. He's saying re-released, which means it was released on the new console as well. Somewhere else as well. Poor did that I'll be honest with you. I got no idea. So I'm just going to guess, is this Wii Sports Resort? (laughs) I I guess I got some more questions to to figure out. Um, Does this fall into an RPG? G uh, genre. No. Okay. Chris, I believe. Um, I Steph, no, he's not going to get it. It's got vague RPG elements, but it's, it's not an every RPG. game ever at this point. Yeah, it's, pronounced, <laughs> it's pronounced vague. Vague? Okay. <laughs> oh, man, that's dangerous. Don't say that one. <laughs> vague? Well, that's, that's, that that's somehow worse. <laughs> 3D, but it's not an RPG and involves shooting. Um, I'm just. Whatever, it's the last one. Was this originally released on the PlayStation? It was not. Well, that not changes released. nothing. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> he picked a mobile game. No. I think He's he finally picked, done I it. Have. I think he picked a PC game here. Oh, my God. But the amount of games that are on a PC is like impossible to figure out here unless he's picking a sega game a standalone shooter pc release with rpg elements released in the past 10 years but then also re-released at least once that's everything (laughs) i'm seeing seriously (laughs) but it's the definition that we need to be paying more attention to a sleeping beauty is the best defense against this piece is one not a Nintendo game or not on Nintendo. Two, it is in 3D. Three, it is not in a franchise or series. Four, it has no climbing. Five, it is older than 10 years old when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Six, uh, this is on a specific f- console. Like it is only one brand. Yes. Seven, it involves shooting. Eight, the creatives are no longer active. Nine, it is not an RPG, mm-hmm. but it has RPG like elements. Yeah. And 10, it was not released on the PlayStation. As a bonus, he also said that it was one of the last games people put out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they released it and then immediately went under. Like, like a like three months later, <laughs> it killed them. <laughs> oh my god! Like I said, it helps me, no but it does idea. not. Yeah. All right, Chris, so you're gonna have to make a guess here. I don't know. He's gonna tell us I'm gonna be pissed, just like last is week. This, yeah. Is this Sleeping Dogs? No. Okay, and um, is this, um, hang on, I gotta think of what this game is called, I have to, I I know what, it's a Japanese game and I don't know how to say it. Um, I could, if if Pasquale picked a Japanese game, I will leave the show. (laughs) Like an Uh, underground indie Japanese game, if that's what we're dealing with here, I'm I'm quitting. (laughs) <laughs> we're never playing this game again. Oh, no, yeah. That's it. 
I can't find the name of this game, and I I know it was released on the PlayStation. So then it's not this one. No, it was re-released on like other consoles, but I can't remember what the name of it's called. Chris, you're gonna have to make a guess. Oh my god, I can't find the name. I'm like literally trying to find the name of this game. It starts. I think it starts with a T. Altered Beast. No. <laughs> Altered Carbon. <laughs> the Falcon. The a, what if I oh, I know it's a standalone. It can't be that. Right. Damn it. What if I, I gave you the title in the hint? No, I didn't. <laughs> Is it <laughs> Sleeping Beauty? It's not. <laughs> Is that your guess for real or? I don't I don't know. I give up. <laughs> okay. Can I go ahead? Yeah, 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 go. Okay. The the game is Velvet Assassin. Never heard of it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. it, it what the out, fuck is that? It came out originally on Windows and Xbox 360. It's a stealth game uh, based on this. Oh, you can't do stealth games. Nobody plays this. Shut up. <laughs> uh, a female assassin who mid. I've like, part... never heard of this fucking well, game. It's a real game. It's a real game. Glad I have who made game. it? Who made this video game? Replay Studios. A German studio, it... by the way. German. Did you just like look up a game that are like a games no one has ever played? No, no. And then I played this a long, long time ago back in high school. And I don't believe you. The girl I had liked at the time borrowed it, <laughs> and then I never spoke to her again after that. So I lost the game, and it's no, always no, been in my no, head. I really don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> hey, breaking news part. by the way. Uh, IndieWire just put out an article saying that um, G4 TV averaged a thousand viewers on cable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they yeah. lasted 11 months because we, we might get more viewers than G4 TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Pasquale, you've you've successfully fooled us all yet again Shit. with your bullshit game that nobody <laughs> played that was apparently made by Germans right after the war. So, yeah, and found your niche, so that means you get to host next week. It came out 2009, by the way, and it was it uh, re-released, I guess, on OS X in 2013. Oh. No one so plays video games on a Mac, okay? Yeah, okay. Like, you're, you're done. <laughs> I think just to restore balance to the world, uh, Stefano, you'll host the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. No, yeah, Pasquale, you've won, so congratulations. You, are, you, you have fooled us all, so you were the winner for this round of What's That Game. Woo. You get to host next week as well, and uh, with Guys, that... What is happening? I don't know, man. It's the end of the world. Hey, it's also the end of the show. So if you like this episode of the Let's Get Gaming Podcast, be sure to leave us a review on Apple iTunes or any other platform that allows reviews of podcasts. You can listen to this podcast anywhere video game podcasts can be listened to, including Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Music, Amazon, and of course, Anchor FM and Stitcher. We're on there. That's right. I've, I've checked. I'm Patrick Dennehy. I've been your host for this episode of the Let's Get Gaming Podcast, but I was not alone. Joined with me this week, it's Chris Montpetit. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Stefano Fontana. Keep your stick on the ice. And your What's That Game champion, Pasquale Galuzzo. I know my next week's game. Uh, you're fucked again. God right, damn it. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Let's Get Gaming Podcast. Bye. Live from Southern Italy. Oh. Right, bye. Bye. bye.
Ciao for now. That's racist. <laughs>